In the name of the Father, of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, one God. Today we have just heard in the Gospel teaching a story of love, of courage, and of watchfulness. We have courage displayed by both the men and the women, and from the women, the myrrh-bearers, we have displayed all three. The men, Joseph and Nicodemus, one was a secret disciple among the Sanhedrin, among the leaders of Jerusalem, Nicodemus, and Joseph. They both were secret disciples who, at our Lord's death, revealed their discipleship and gathered their courage and went before Pilate and asked for Christ's body, revealing themselves to be the friends and even the patrons of an enemy of the state. And so they take Christ's body from the cross, they wrap it in fine linen, anoint it with some spices, and lay it in a new tomb. All of these things are important movements of, that Joseph and Nicodemus are displaying for us. We can see their love and the care that they had for Christ's body, the man who they had devoted their, this action to and will devote their whole lives to. And so they take great care by wrapping Christ's body, anointing it, and burying it in a new tomb. And the women, they are standing by. Their great love, they wish that they could come help and do the same. But they don't because of cultural reasons and all these other reasons. But they stand by. And they come and they watch where Christ is laid. And then they stay there. They wait to see what would happen. They watch the stone rolled in front of the tomb. They watch it sealed and the guard set. So we see from all of these people the care for the precious body of the Lord. But we also see another kind of care, a care that supposedly would prevent any rumor of the resurrection happening. We see the stone rolled and the guards there set. But God in his providence makes these the proof for his own resurrection that it is Jesus Christ who is risen from the dead. For the new tomb, there is no other body there. That's what it means to be a new tomb. It had never been used before. Joseph, it was supposed to be for Joseph, but obviously he was still living. And so that becomes that there is no other person or no other body and no other way that this could have happened. No one could have stolen it. There were guards, Roman guards, a seal around the stone, and the stone itself was very heavy, and the women could not have rolled it. But we have the good sort of loving care that I have mentioned the removal from the cross, the wrapping in linen and spices, and the taking to a new tomb. All of these, this new tomb is the additional proof for the stone sealed. No other body could come from it. St. Nikolai, in his homily for this very day, brings out three ways with which we can copy this precious care for the Lord, and in this way journey with him into the tomb and then into his resurrection. He says that when we crucify our mind to the world and bury it in a regenerated heart, that is a new tomb, then our mind will come to life and raise our whole inner man. So when we crucify our mind, what does this mean? St. Nikolai is pointing us to the way for which we look to the church for the answers, the way that we look to Christ for the answers of our lives, not to any other source. And this takes a sense of crucifying our own 
ego, our own self-centered vision of the world, our own answers that we may come up with. Rather, we look for what Christ's way was. So this is a beginning that he says will lead to the whole renewal of our inner life. But then he says this of the new tomb. We want the Lord to rise from the dead in ourselves to go that step further after crucifying the mind. We must keep in we must keep him in our clean and pure body. For clean linens denote this, a pure body. A body made from impure by passions and vices is not a place in which the Lord rests. For to make it new, we need to have a pure body, and then the dead will become alive. And then he also says this, what a wonderful example this is for how we are to live for those of us who love the Lord. It is a terrible indictment, he says, of those priests and those laymen who, ashamed before the world, approach the holy chalice, for which we partake of Christ, carelessly and without love, to receive the most pure and life-giving body and blood of Christ the Lord, of the risen and living Lord, and we take that into ourselves. So St. Nikolai gives us a way to journey with Christ and to approach, to take note of the careful care and providence and trust in God by simply showing our love through action toward Christ and to have the courage to do so as the Myrrhbearers and Joseph and Nicodemus did. And then we arrive at the final virtue that I want to talk about, watchfulness. Though these people, especially the women, they were watchful even though they did not understand what was going to happen next. They perhaps felt something was going to happen next, and so they stayed. St. Nikolai says that they saw how Christ's secret disciples took the body, the women, down from the cross. They saw all that was done with the dead body, and after this, what was most important to them, they saw the tomb where the body was laid. They followed Christ all through the actions, and they arrived there. They desired to help and they stayed watchful, waiting for the opportunity to be able to anoint Christ's body. In the Gospel, it even says that they journey back there after seeing where he is laid, and they go back with the anointing spices, and they're asking among themselves, we know we want to do this, this is what we need to do out of our love for him, but the stone is too big for us to roll back. Christ's Spirit has bound them in a friendship and in a goal to love Christ together. And they, they look for the opportunity to be able to express that. And we also have an additional watcher who is somewhat hidden in each of the gospel accounts and sometimes just referred to as the other Mary. And this is the mother of God who kept a constant vigil there. The other women went to and fro, checking again and again to see if anything had changed. But Mary, the mother of God, St. Gregory Palamas is adamant about this point. She never leaves the tomb. She watches and waits while the others keep checking in. So she remains the whole night, gazing on the sealed tomb that is guarded under Golgotha. And because of this vigilance, she is awarded, the women are awarded to be the first to witness Christ in his resurrected body and to tell the apostles. They become apostles to the apostles, as they're called. And in a mystical way, these women become the new Eve. For it was Eve who was the first 
to witness the new Adam. Before this, no other animal was really aware of him. But Eve, as his helpmeet and his equal, was the first to see Adam. And these women become the first to see the new Adam, Christ our God. Palamas says that this and brings it out. He says that the risen, in some way, no one saw the second Adam, that is the Lord rising from the dead, since none of the disciples were present and the soldiers keeping the tomb had been shaken with fear and became like dead men. But after the resurrection, when Adam was remade new in Christ, it was a woman who saw him first of all, as we heard in today's gospel. It was a woman who became the first witness. So today, it is like the ecclesiastical Mother's Day, the day that we appreciate all women who became the apostle to the apostles. They spread, and then the apostles came and witnessed in the tomb. So today, we celebrate that. So brothers and sisters, there are great lessons that we can learn of love and of courage in the examples of Joseph and of Nicodemus and of all the myrrh-bearing women, but especially of the mother of God as she keeps constant vigil looking for Christ's appearance. May we remain, too, to make those, these actions our own. Each day and in each moment, we can learn from the myrrh-bearers and keep watch from the one who shares his life and gives us life to be resurrected and made new. We can carry that love shown to us today by these men and these women. Take the example of their courage and make it your own. Then we will be bound by the spirit and friendship. Each and every one of us will be friends in Christ and friends of Christ and rejoice that the tomb is empty and our Lord is present among us. Christ is risen.